and I'm getting old. Oh, oh. Just getting old. Just getting old. Welcome to another episode of This Is Getting Old. I am your host, John, and with me, as always... Clark. Clark. What's going on, man? I've got to do that different every single time. I noticed. I hope, I hope listening right now, you can tell that I have a better mic. Instead of just some stupid earbuds from Apple that came with the iPhone, I have a, I have a real mic now. Not that it was expensive, but it's, it's legit. I hope. Well, I hope it comes out well. I mean, it's all due to this computer, basically, because we're recording on literally however much money you spent on that recording device. Everything else has been recorded via a Mac computer, iOS, from like 2007, 2008. Not that bad. So you got you to gotta crank it up to turn it on? Yeah. Give it, or give it some gas or something? Uh, kind of, yeah. yeah. Okay. I just uh, pour a little uh, fuel in it and let it go. Sometimes you gotta wind it up. Okay, so it's like the car that you crank the front and run around and jump in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So I don't know if I should get I should get really close in here, get all or if up I should there. just talk. Get all up in that mic. Get all in the mic. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit weird having a mic in front of me. I don't know. We'll see. Tell good. Well, hopefully we can grow and actually start getting actual equipment so we actually sound professional. So I'm not talking into the screen while the recording device is actually behind the computer, you know? We'll see. Yeah, okay, so we are in week, what is it, week three of Halloween episodes? This will be week three of five. Week three. Lucky number three. Um... I hope everyone's enjoyed what we've talked about so far. If you have or haven't, we do. We would like to hear from you. Mm-hmm. We are um, talking about slasher films today, but before we get into that, and I, I do believe that you may have some definitions on the different types of horror movies, because a lot of people don't necessarily know that a slasher film is, you know, X Y Z. This is this, this pattern, this formula. Yeah. Um, versus a, a psychological thriller, a slatter film, that kind of thing. I know you know more details than I do. So, um, but before we get into that, let's talk about. I have a question for you. Sure. Talk about your favorite horror film that's not a slasher film. Oh man, take me well, off maybe, my game. Maybe top three, top five. I don't know. You don't got to. I guess maybe you're on the spot. I guess not top. You don't got to say your favorite. Um, something you just really like. Okay. Well, oh boy. W- would you consider like? More of a psychological thriller, sure. in that sense. Okay, but I, I guess the the horror being the the main the main okay. you know, well, top. Uh, how about this genre? How about this? Um, I'm gonna throw first off the movie Hide and Seek. Hide and Seek. It's a Robert De Niro movie, so it's got Dakota Fan- like a very young Dakota Fanning, and it has Robert De Niro. I won't spoil it for anybody because this is actually a really cool movie that I would want you to see. But honestly, um, it truly showed the depth of how good an actor as a child Dakota Fanning was. And it kind of really tore you to what direction the movie was really going. It was, it's kind of weird. Is it one of those that if you feel a certain thing is, is going to happen, it's playing out a certain way, and then there's a twist ending? Kind of, yes. So I love twist endings. I, I, really, like, I, I really wish I could be a really good writer in my... In my head, I'm I'm a writer, right? I will be a writer yes. one day, and I'll have published something um, besides a kid's book. But 
when you can do a twist ending and make it seem out of the blue, like, oh my gosh, I did not see that coming. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Which, I honestly, let's move over to the, my next one. For a twist ending, I'm going to go with Sixth Sense. That's um, fair. Yeah, that's I, it's definitely, it was the first horror movie that I ever got nominated, actually. For, I think it was an Academy Award. Oh, wow. So, there, that's pretty weird. Well, actually... Well, that's cool, we, that's cool that we, we dropped that? knowledge on our list. Actually, too. it might have been Oscar. It, it might have been an Oscar. The Academy Award might have been Psycho. Okay. That's just for me trying to remember. I thought Psycho got something for an Academy Award, but I could be wrong. Um, and then finally, let's go with... This is a really weird one because it doesn't get talked about a whole lot, but I'm not really into the blood gory kind of movies or anything like that. Like, I'll watch them. I, I totally get it. But right now, one of the biggest fads that's going around is zombie movies with The Walking Dead. Um, every year that they're making another World War Z movie, uh, everything like that. One of my favorite zombie movies is 28 Days Later. Okay, explain that one. So 28 Days Later, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a virus that it, it spreads out, and then it actually shows us literally 28 days after the virus has spread. And it literally, it just focuses on this small little group of people rather than a worldwide kind of situation, or even a citywide situation like what The Walking Dead is. Okay, so you brought up Walking Dead, um, and I've recently gotten into Walking Dead, but before before that, I was never into zombie movies. I just didn't see, I need a villain to hate, or I need I need some kind of, uh, I don't know, character arc for the bad guy, and there's, there's nothing. They just, they're mindless, and they kill, and they eat brain, right? Or they eat flesh or whatever. Blood, they like blood. <clears throat> just never understood the zombie, the zombie horror movies. Um, what's kind of cool is up until uh, George Romero, zombie movies were mostly like aliens taking over animated bodies or aliens bringing the dead to life or just alien. It was it was never actual reanimated corpses like uh, the Night of the Living Dead. The Night of the Living Dead was the very first time that George Romero was like, why not just bring the actual dead to life? For no re let's just make that movie, and that's when the zombie craze began. He is the father of all zombie movies, and actually, the Night of the Walking Dead it's black and white, and it's actually good. Like I've gone back and watched it a couple times, and it still holds up. It's a very good movie. Whereas I trouble with a lot of the new stuff, movie. I can't handle it. Oh yeah, well, my wife will probably listen to this podcast because I've, I've this episode because I've convinced her that we're actually doing something important here. I, I don't know if we are. We'll see, but. <laughs> Um, she uh, she knows that I can't stand black and white movies. I just I don't really? know what it is because I really do like. I mean, I, I like Citizen Kane. Okay, I've seen that one, it's black and white. But I can't do when she gets into the Christmas movies. There's I just a, can't do. Is it a White Christmas? I mean, I, there's a I difference though. I don't like black and white movies. I don't like jolly movies. That's not who I am. I like a story. I want it. You I don't tell like me. Elf? Well, that's it's, that's different. I'm saying like I I like a story that literally there's. A, like a story behind everything. There's a plot, there's a twist, there, everything like that. I don't like a big, oh, it's happy, it's jolly, oh, here comes Santa. That's not me. That's not the movies that I like. So nothing on, what is it, the Hallmark Channel? No, God, no. 
When they do that, like, 25, those. when they do the 25 days of Christmas, oh. Just don't do it this year, please. <laughs> okay, we got, we got off topic. Okay, so. Yes. Um, I so, just want to talk so about, you, for me, one, for one horror movie that is, is probably my favorite, and it's secretly my favorite, because I don't know if anyone even knows much about it, but it's a Johnny Depp flick, and it's Secret Window. Oh, okay. And that's the psychological thriller. There's not a lot of, there, there is some death, but it's not, I mean, it's not a, it's not a splatter, there's, you know, splatter, almost said splat fest, because I'm a, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, no, it's not a, it's not a slasher, but it is a psychological thriller, and it does kind of have a twist ending, so. That's I don't want some. to give that away also, but it's really good. Have you seen it? Yeah, that's the one with John Totoro, right? It is. It is. And he's such a great actor. He's such a great actor. And honestly, I'm not the biggest Johnny Depp fan. I think I was burnt out on Johnny Depp because they just cast him in so many movies within a, such a short period of time. I was like, okay, he's annoying. But there is something about that movie where I'm just like, John Totoro just plays such this straight-laced person who the only time he smiles during the entire movie, it creeped me out when he smiled. So there's so just good. something he about his character. Play, um, isn't he the? Let's see. He's he's the like the butler on Mr. Deeds. Yes. It, so he plays that character. He's the uh, he is in Transformers. He is. He plays play, he plays some really like light you know funny characters. And then he plays, uh, I think his name is, is it Shooter. Yes. Secret Linda. Yeah, Mr. And Shooter. That guy is oh my gosh so creepy, so confident um, about this thing that's happened. I don't want to give it away, but. It's oh my god! He's got that southern drawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh! What a what a good movie um, to me. I think my wife would say that's a terrible movie, but <laughs> really good. If you like if you like kind of twist endings, you may kind of see some of it coming. But I didn't, so uh, don't well, judge me. And if you hated it, then put it on the on the website. Let us know if you hated it. Is Secret Window a Stephen King one? Oh man, I wish I, I don't I don't know. I I don't remember off the top of my head. I do believe it was a it was a book first. Yeah. So, um, so that so that's 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 mine. So. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, cool. I guess that leads us into what I gotta say right here. It was the year 1978, and John Carpenter brought us pretty much what we now to this day consider the father, the granddaddy of all slasher movies. Now, it wasn't the first, but it pretty much stands out to this day as the predominant slasher movie that started it all. And that was 1978's Halloween, Michael Myers. Michael Myers. He was in Austin Powers. Um, <laughs> he the... Oh, wait, no, not that guy. He was in The Love Guru. Love Guru, yeah. <laughs> so, dude, I gotta say... The original Halloween, to this day, still holds up, and that movie was 40 years ago, 50 years ago? 40, right? Isn't it strange how around that time, the originals are the best? 40 years ago. It is 40. And, it was, and it, the cinematography is not what it, what it is now. You, they don't have the quite the camera tricks that they have now. Yeah, I mean, it was done in such... I mean, it, it was done in such a small frame, too. They didn't make it like this huge event that happened throughout the city they didn't do it through an entire campground it, it, it was such a just a, it was a small little basically took place in like a couple streets through that entire movie i think the casting of jamie lee curtis was probably the best thing they did i absolutely agree with you and ironically she 
kind of got pigeonholed a little bit just because she started only doing horror movies for a little while. Yeah, that happens. You get you get typecasted, and then you know that's just that's who you are. I've seen it with plenty of like TV actors that were on a on a cop show. Next thing you know, they're in another cop show, then another one, then another, then another one. Mm-hmm. And I know um, what's the guy's name that played uh, Al Bundy in Married with Children. I know who you're talking about. Well, he's on Modern Family. Modern now. Family plays the really exact good, same role. He had this whole there's this whole uh, you, you probably YouTube it, but where he was. Typecasted for so long, he couldn't get any good roles because he's such a bumbling idiot in that one, uh, in the Married with Children. Um, yeah. Anyway, I digress. But we're talking about Jamie Lee Curtis, and she kind of got into that, got pigeonholed. So she was in Halloween, then she did The Fog, then she did Prom Night, Terror Train, and then she <laughs> did Escape from New York, Road Games, and then she came back for Halloween too. So she definitely for the first couple of years, three years, she was getting pigeonholed as, you know, she's the scream queen. And, and honestly, part of me is, is like, well, she sure made a lot of money doing, you know, doing the same thing, but, so it's, it's like, I guess if you're a serious actor, which I have never been anywhere close to, to that, you would really want to, you know, do do a, a comedy, then a rom-com, and then a, do something different. Mm-hmm. But then, like, if the money's there, I can't say that it's, you know, it's a bad thing. So, what makes a slasher movie a slasher movie? Do you know? A slasher film is it is a it falls under the the genre of a horror film, but it involves a psychopath who is violently stalking and murdering a group of people, um, and it's usually by uh, bladed instruments. And that's that's kind of just in a nutshell. That is a slasher film. Yeah, and usually they are spurned because of a past wrongful action um, like that caused severe trauma or anything like that. We're going to jump into some of these movies, but uh, we see in Halloween, uh, Michael is the reason why he is, because he actually killed his sister when he was younger, um, when he was like a kid. And then you also have uh, fr- uh, Friday the 13th, you have Jason, who was drowned in a lake and his mother actually came back and killed everybody but that was like the past action for him then you had uh freddy krueger who was a child killer and the reason why he came back is because not because he was just killed but he was basically caught by all the parents and then burned alive and that's why he came back the way he is everything is because of a past action in their lives and i and i didn't know how you wanted to go go through these, but Freddy Krueger is the scariest to me, and I can tell you why in a minute or now. Uh, I will say I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the scariest to me. Okay, let me I, let me back up. So out of the three, <laughs> what do we call them? The granddaddies. Well, out of the, let's call them the three granddaddies because when people think of slasher movies, the first three that typically I'm saying typically pop into people's heads is. Michael, Freddy, and Jason. Out of the three is what I guess is what I'm saying. To, if you're killing me in my dreams, like this, I mean, we're, we got to sleep. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was a lot younger. And, and same with um, oh yeah, some of the shows I watched when I was younger. Some at a friend's house or you know whatever, and probably shouldn't have been watching it at that time at that age. And it just haunt. I mean, I was a kid, and he's killing kids in their dreams. I really do think I probably slept with the light on for six months. <laughs> my parents' house. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Michael always creeped me out. I think it's just because he was silent stalking. Like, that. there's something about that. And it wasn't the fact, like, he was just this guy that could hide. He was this massive figure. So, God forbid, you just see this one silhouette of Stanley just standing there staring at you. just creeped me out. That whole idea of it. Whereas, and, of like, course, he, he kills on, on the the holiday of Halloween. Pretty much, yeah. You have to, right? Yeah. I mean, you, that's the name of the franchise. How many of the Halloween movies did you watch? What are there? there there's at least, what, 10, 12? So, like Halloween 2 wasn't supposed to happen. They weren't supposed to be a sequel to these movies. But they ended up making a sequel anyways because the first one was so successful. Because the first Halloween was actually, um, at the time, the most money they had made on a horror movie. The, the most they've ever made at that time? Yeah. Okay. Like, it'd be Psycho, which is insane. So, 1978, the first one came out, right? So, they realized yes. how much money that, that made, and then, uh, what is it, four years later? Yeah, four years. Three, yeah. Four, three or four years later? Yeah, I believe it was four years. It was 1971. So, three years later, they brought back... 1981. Was, right? oh, I'm sorry, yeah, 81. Uh, yeah, 1981, they brought back Jamie Lee Curtis to reprise her role. And here's what I thought was kind of stupid. They are like, oh, well, she's actually the baby who is Michael Myers' younger sister. And I'm like, I don't need a reason for him to stalk her. I just make her a st- make him a stalker. Don't you give me have, depth see, to that character. you got to have a backstory. you got to. I'm okay with a backstory, but I don't like the fact that it has to be related. It's that, okay. that, I like the idea of he's just this freak who's stalking her. And so she was chosen for no reason, is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm okay with that. He has, he has a thing for her. I mean, something, right? I, I need something. I know maybe, you know, I need. he's got to have some reason to stalk her. But then, like I said, two wasn't supposed to happen. So when that happened, it was successful, just like the first one. I don't think it was as successful as the first one. But then they made the third one. And this is what's interesting is the third one has nothing to do with the first two movies. Well, it's called Season of the Witch. Correct. And it's supposed to be, the original plan was to keep it a Halloween franchise, and they just do, each movie is a different scary aspect. They were planning to do... This one I have not seen. Yeah, so they were going to do... Now, Season of the Witch isn't great. I think that's what ruined that idea. And that's why they brought back Michael. But the idea was they're going to have this creepy stalker who cannot be killed. That's the first one and the second one. Season of the Witch is supposed to be the third one. Then the fourth one you do, what, vampires, werewolves. That, that was the idea. It's each different yeah. movie. It would be a Halloween movie, but a different monster. Right. But obviously it didn't happen because season of, th- uh, season of the Witch was not well received. And so we're like, okay, what was so good about the first one and the second one that people liked? Oh, well, Michael Myers, so... Let's bring back the Unstoppable Killing Machine. And what's funny is the fourth one is actually called The Return of Michael Myers. Yep. I didn't watch... I think the the fourth one I barely watched. Um, but the fifth one I remember probably the most being on TV all the time when I was a kid. During the Halloween time. So that'd be The Revenge of Michael Myers. And I didn't like that one either. There, again, it was just one of those things that once you do something so successful, it's really hard to keep repeating yourself. 
when in Halloween Five was the last one in the eighties, eighty nine. Yeah. And then, God, I don't remember all of them. I'm sure you have a list in front of you right now. I don't. Yeah. So the next one was the I guess six. It's not actually called Halloween Six, but it's Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers, um, and that's in nineteen ninety five. And so it picks up six years after the last one. Okay. When did H20 come into play? Was it a 2000? Or was it just... That is 1998. Na- wow, okay, so that makes perfect stupid sense, you morons. 20 years later, right? Yeah. I'm thinking, like, <laughs> yeah, it's year 2000. That's a great title. You know, 20. Okay, that makes sense. No, it's 1998. Also, it's 20 Wait a minute. years later. It's H20, not H2O? That's what I thought for the longest time, seeing it on the stupid... Uh, the marquee in front of movie places. Like, I'd always see like H two O, and I'd be like, "They're doing a movie about water." <laughs> so he just he just lives in the water now. <laughs> and then you had Halloween Resurrection. Halloween Resurrection, maybe. Let's see, is that the Buster Rhymes one? Yes, that's the Buster Rhymes one where he Buster it- Rhymes comes in. <laughs> and, guys, I mean, this is the give me some more guy. Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes can rap really good. He's fast. He's, I mean, he's really talented. But come on. He literally, in the movie, he kills Michael Myers. Yeah. Or at least, I mean, there's an explanation, I guess, in another you know, he's, he's fine. But in, at the end of that movie, he's dead. Buster Rhymes did it. <laughs> Leave it up to Buster Rhymes. Well, because Buster Rhymes basically did like a windmill kick, or not a windmill kick, uh, a roundhouse kick. And pushed him back into some cables that were hanging from the ceiling, causing him to essentially strangle himself while the barn that they were in was burning up. So he basically was hanging himself while burning alive. So besides being a uh, one of the fastest rappers of all time, he's also a samurai. <laughs> samurai skilled sorcerer. Well, because there's a scene in that movie where he's watching Bruce Lee and he's just trying to learn karate. So, so anyway, it's really bad. Yeah, it's <laughs> really bad. It. Terrible. Well, then you actually had in 2007, Rob Zombie did a remake of the 1978 film. And this one, they correlated with the second movie where um, Michael had a reason. Or they're showing basically the, him birthing himself to become this psychopath and the reason why he became what he became. And isn't uh, Sherry Moon Zombies in that one, right? Yeah, he plays, or she plays his mother, who kills herself because she realizes Michael will never, ever become normal. He'll always be trapped in there. She blames herself for this. So she ends up killing herself. And then Michael finds out his mom died, and that's what caused him to truly snap and freak out and become this person who refused to talk to anybody ever again. So is it, um, let's see, uh, is that, that led Michael Myers, so this is now a, with Rob Zombie, it's it's definitely a totally different actor, right, playing Michael Myers? Yes, uh, it was... I know whoever it was is in a lot of his movies, like the House of is it a House of Thousand House of Corpses? Thousand Corpses. It's Tyler Maine. Tyler Maine because he played um, he was an old WCW wrestler. He played okay. Sabretooth in the first X Men movie. Okay, gotcha. I, I, that I remember because he was a former WCW guy, so of course, obviously, I know him. 
I like Rob Zombie. I mean, I liked. Um, I mean, I, I, I like his music. I think he's super creepy. I mean, he fits perfectly in with Halloween. The problem is he played into the perfect time of. We're gonna call it murder porn. Murder porn. Murder porn. Where it's basically. It took away from the horror vibe, and it's like, okay, we're going to scare you by showing you all the ways we can kill people and creep you out in these movies. And I think there are some parts where it's awesome. Like, that's a good idea, but at the same time, it's like, okay, that's all you're doing. And I'm really not in the mood to watch this. I want to watch something scare me. Another one from Rob Zombie that I really liked was uh, the, De- Devil's Re- the-, the Devil's Rejects. Yes, that one's really good, and they're actually making a sequel coming up soon to that. I mean, it ends, and I don't, I don't know if I'm giving away anything, but it ends. I mean, it, you've got to have a sequel, or I mean, or they like they, they you know, they drove off, and it's just been years know. later. That's what's so weird is it's so long since it happened. I thought it was done really well, and I don't know. Do you what do you what do you call what, what do you call that movie? Is that uh, I mean, it's not a slasher. That is, it's not is it slasher. A slasher. It's just his style of movie. It's more psychological. There's lots of death, for sure. Yeah. I guess, I, I don't know if I still throw that under the murder porn, because it's less death than it. Yeah. But, I mean, that's basically what it is. But, as you can tell, it no longer, like I said, Michael Myers no longer was with a slasher under the guise of Rob Zombie. Okay, so and how many movies did Zombie do? Two. Uh, in the Mike two. Mike? Okay. So, the, this year... In October, I think October 19th, we actually have the brand new Halloween movie with Jamie Lee Curtis, which will eliminate all the movies since Halloween 2 from its chronological order. And it's really just a sequel to the first movie now. And so anything that's happened, so Buster Rhymes never happened. Correct. He was never born. We never have to deal with him doing a freaking kick to Michael Myers. It didn't happen. I wonder if they can explain it like the Zelda timeline where it's like, oh, well, that would have happened in a different universe. Uh, like, okay, come on. Come on. I don't care. All I know is they had Jamie Lee Curtis grow out her hair, or maybe it's it's probably a wig, to be honest with you, but they have her the same hairstyle that she had from back in the 1978 movie. She looks like she's now this paranoid person who has lived through this monster and then you realize that Michael Myers has been in jail. He's been like in an institute all these years, and now he's he's back. Oh man, not to I just found not to go back, but just real quick, the season of the witch mm-hmm. um, made fourteen million dollars. And what was its Don't, budget? There's a blank for the budget. Oh, but the previous Halloween two made twenty five million, and Halloween the first one made seventy million yeah. worldwide. So if you hit 14 after that, yeah, it's probably not well received. Although, the worst uh, gross um, Halloween movie was Halloween 5, actually. The, Re- the Revenge of Mike, uh, Michael Myers in 89. Uh-huh. That had $11 million. And that one, huh? yeah, yeah, I don't know. Let's, well, let's go on from there. Let's talk about the other granddaddy of them all. Let's talk about Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Let's do it. Let's talk about Jason Voorhees. And actually, let's talk about the first villain of Friday the 13th. His mother. His mommy. So, obviously we're spoiling stuff here because this movie was from the 1980s. So, if you're going to go and watch it, then pause this right now. 
but yeah, his mother is actually the villain in the first movie, and it's kind of cool because they show they talk about how Jason, as a child, was ridiculed and beaten up by all, all the other kids at the camp, and then the counselors were all off having fun, smoking weed, you know, having sex. So obviously they weren't watching out over the kids like they're supposed to, and Jason drowned in the lake. Oh, Miss uh, Pamela Voorhees. Thank you. That's the name I'm looking for. Voorhees. Yeah. Like so that's what I like about this movie. It's 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 logical. It's she is yeah. tired of seeing these kids not take the responsibility they're supposed to have, and so she exacts revenge and comes after all these kids. Yeah. She. I mean, she's just determined that that, that camp can't open again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I love the idea, though. Is it's it's a mother who I mean, I'm I don't I know they've done this story since of the mother revenge and coming after her killers. I've seen it done before, but this was like the first time I'd ever seen something like this. And so that yeah, exactly. That was 1980. When do you think you saw this movie for the uh, first time? Uh, I probably saw it probably around like 2000 or so. That's when. Um, I really started spending a lot of time uh, during like Halloween time. They, I'd see all the horror movies are always on, so I was like, okay, well maybe I'll give them a shot, and I started putting them on. Actually, the first Friday the Thirteenth movie I ever saw was the third one, and I'll tell you why I saw it. Because I'm sure you know they embellish info stuff when right. you click info on a TV, and if you, I clicked info for Halloween. All right, Friday the 13th, 3. And it said, Teens fight back against Jason with a chainsaw. And I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> a machete versus a chainsaw? I mean, I've never seen the other movies, but from all the stuff you always see in stores, you know the guy with the hockey mask has a, a machete. So I'm like, machete versus chainsaw? This would be awesome. And then I saw the guy pick up the chainsaw, rev it, Goes after him, gets knocked out of his hand, and the chainsaw is not touched once more throughout the rest of the movie. I'm like, holy crap, they sucked me in with that. They sucked you <laughs> in, and then they, it's like the bait, old bait and switch. It's awful. Chainsaw's gone immediately. But honestly, that is uh, the first three movies of that franchise are the best three movies. That takes us to, what is that, 80? So it uh, starts in 80, and that's probably 84 ish? Yes, I have it right here as 80. The first one, um, ironically, it made $59.8 million, and it cost $550,000 to make it. Oh, my. Talk about your return. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my word. This is the proof, though, after Mike Myers, that you could do stuff like this and truly make it cheap and make money off of it. And if you're looking, if you if you just I guess Google some of the uh, some of the data, you can see. So the you know, the first one comes out in 1980, and it's literally almost every year or two after that. They, I mean, it's bam, bam. I mean, this is it's, it's a formula. Oh yeah. So here you go. Uh, 1981 was part two, which you see Jason today as the guy in the hockey mask. Do you know what he wore in part two? Tell me. It was a burlap sack with one hole cut in it for his eye. What? <laughs> Not two holes. 
Because you don't need both eyes to have visual on your, your you opponent don't. that you're going to kill. You just need that one eye hole. What? Yeah. <laughs> but that was, now Jason has returned. He has, his spirit has awakened because now his mother was killed in the first movie. So now he's out for revenge to kill his, all the people that basically killed his mother. And then you had the third one, which, honestly, that's the last good one. It's, I think, the uh, the same main guy returned for the first three movies. I think that's what it was. Well, then the, four, then the fourth one is called The Final Chapter. Like, here's the end. We're finishing this thing. Then the fifth one is called A New Beginning. Yeah. And then The New Beginning... If I'm not mistaken, was he's legitimately dead. He's buried in the ground, and then a lightning strike hits his grave, and he awakens. And I'm like, holy crap! He's <laughs> reanimated, and he's he's up. And he's I'm good. gonna say this right now: I'm only gonna talk about three more movies, but there are so many more movies after this, because you had Jason Part uh, Six, you had Jason Lives. You had Jason Part 7, The New Blood. You had Jason Part 7, Jason Takes Manhattan. Jason Takes Manhattan sounds like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video game. It sounds like a really bad movie by somebody that wanted to bring all the horror movies. Because I don't know if you know about Leprechaun Boys in the Hood or Leprechaun in the Hood. My <laughs> <laughs> God. So then there's, so that was eight, right? Yes, that was eight. And then Jason apparently goes to hell. Yep, Jason goes to hell, the final Friday. That was in 1993. Final, but it's not the, that's not the end. Uh, then you had, this is the one I want to talk about. Then you had Jason X from 2001. Because they said, God, we, we put him in the city of New York. We, we put him in hell. What more could we do? Well, the most logical thing is to go to space. <laughs> that is what they did. Wow. It is the most parody movie I've seen. It's them just making fun of the mythos of the original movies. So you, you, when you watch that, you get you get your popcorn, you, it's, it's a comedy. Pretty much. Okay. So that's, that's Jason X. I, I, didn't, I, I haven't seen, I never saw Jason X. And partially it's because of that. It's in space, what? <laughs> um, I've seen it several times, especially on TV. Um, but there is one scene where he fights a android, okay. and it is so bad. And then he basically dies. You know, he gets blown up. But then he basically he falls into a medical machine that has nanites in it, and the nanites adhere to his body, now creating like this. Uh, remember Super Shredder from Ninja Turtles? Yeah, he, the Secret yeah, of the Ooze. Basically yeah. that, but Jason. He, like, mutates. Basically just this monstrous metal thing. And then, of course, now he has a more badass version of the machete. I'm sure, yeah, the machete also, some way, becomes, like, ten times as big. And, uh, it's just so yeah. ridiculous. So, yeah, it's it's an awful movie. But, ironically, the way the movie ends is he is burning through the atmosphere... And he, you see the it like a shooting star into the atmosphere, and he lands in a lake. 
and you hear people go, oh, look at that. It landed in the lake. Let's go see what it is. And I'm like, and there you go. Now Imagine sh- what lake it landed in. <laughs> of course. Camp Crystal Lake. Wow. So, so, okay, so that's that's the tenth one, right? Jason yep. X and I mean, I get it. Then you have Freddy vs. Jason, which I'm not gonna lie, I actually enjoyed that movie. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, there was an original deal that Jay and Silent Bob were supposed to be in this movie. Really? And it ended up not happening. So, there is a stoner guy, very long blonde hair, who always wears a beanie, who essentially is your Jay. Well, yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. And essentially there is a fat guy who's also a stoner who's like, Whoa, man! And then that's your Silent Bob, and he gets killed, like, right away. It sounds like these are becoming, like, we kind of joke, but... Comedy. It's basically comedy. Not even it's not even horror flicks anymore. It's slasher flicks. Then you had the very last one, which is a revitalized version of Friday the Thirteenth, and that has um, Sam from the show Supernatural. Okay. And Daniel Pennebaker from uh, the Flash TV show. She plays Killer Frost. So that that takes us to 2009. Yeah, it was not a good movie. I understand what they're trying to do, but let's put it in this perspective here. The producer of this movie was Michael Bay. Okay. And when I see Michael Bay on movies, I know it's really not going to go well. It's going to be it's going to be like really. Uh, I mean, the cinematography is going to be fine. It's going to be explosions <laughs> everywhere. But yeah, maybe the quality may not. Be I can right. honestly say I never watched. I fi- never finished it because I every time I've started it, I've always walked away because it's just not I mean, a good movie. Almost ten years ago now. Are they? You know, if they're doing anything else? There's rumors that it's being brought back, um, and I think now if this new uh, Halloween Michael Myers movie does well, then I'm sure they'll bring it back. But I kind of sometimes the dead should stay dead. That's a fair point. I don't know if you anyone but, gets that reference, but that is from Pet Cemetery. That new trailer looks awesome. I knew that was from something. But I couldn't. I was like, I know you're doing something now, and I can't. Play <laughs> but that uh, that does sort of you know the, with the crossovers that does kind of bring us to a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Let's go right into. The absolutely effed up Freddy Krueger. In the mind of Wes Craven. Wes Craven. I gotta give the guy credit. That guy is nuts. Some of the stuff that he has pulled out over the years has been fantastic. And we're not going to talk about a later franchise. We'll talk about that after we get through the 80s and stuff like that. But as you said, so... um, But but let's go into the stuff... At least that Wes Craven did um, pre '90s. Do you happen to know what any of those are? I actually have them on me, so if you need me to say them, I will. Yeah, I don't. I don't have those. Okay. Please. So you had the Last House on the Left, the original from 1972. You had The Hills Have Eyes from 1977. You had Stranger in Our House from 1978. You had Swamp Thing in 1982. 
Invitation to Hell in 84, and then you have Nightmare on Elm Street in 1984. Wow. And so he created those, all of them. Yeah. And on top of that, he also, I'll follow that up until the 90s, you had Chiller, you had The Hills of Eyes Part 2, you had a Twilight Zone TV series that he did. Um, he did about five episodes of Twilight, uh, the revitalized Twilight Zone. He did... All right, then I'll stop right here because we're going into the 90s and I don't want to jump into the stuff that he did in the 90s yet. Okay, well, but the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. I mean, that, again, like we've gone through the, the granddaddies. We're on the last one. Yep. This guy creeps me out more than any of the others. And I know, okay, they're all creepy, right? I mean, you don't want to stumble upon any of them. But yeah. this guy can kill you in your dream. Yeah, um, what I always was freaked out about this was he can get you anywhere. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't have to be Friday the 13th. It doesn't have to be on Elm Street. It doesn't have to be on um, while you're laying in bed. He could get you in school because you passed out in school because you didn't sleep all night. So this is just if you have a a killer on your hand, just don't burn him alive. (laughs) Don't do it because what happens is some way his spirit or his soul can inhabit your kid's dreams, <laughs> and he will start killing them. But don't do that, guys. No, Public I, service announcement. I loved the first two movies because there was something about the first two movies that it was pure scare tactics. Like he was going after you, like he was screwing with you to make you more and more scared because he fed off of your fears. The first one uh, was released in 1984. Yes. And the, the second one, he wasn't even supposed to come back. He, uh, Wes Craven actually said he refused to come back for the second one because he wrote the first one as a one-and-done, did not want to come back. And I don't know if you can tell, this seems very similar. He, a lot of people don't want to make sequels to the first successful movie that they make. Hmm. So, and then the next one, just a year later, so I, he uh, changed his mind pretty quickly. Well, that's not him. The second one was not Wes Craven. Um, then the third one comes in, and I love the third one, Dream Warriors. Um, and so, so Wes Craven is involved in that one. Yes. He so, actually, they said, hey, you know, the last one didn't do so hot. We want you to come back. We want you to fix what we did. We want you to rewrite it. And he said, all right, I'll come back, but... Uh, we are finishing the the series after this. We're gonna finish it on this movie. And they're like, oh yeah, absolutely. This this is it. And he comes in, writes Dream Warriors, which is probably one of my favorite ones. It's actually the kids are able to finally fight back. They're actually able to go in the dreams and actually envision their own thing because they realize while they're in their dream, it's their power, and they're actually able to fight them back a little bit. And it's pretty cool. See, the arc then, that, that, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I like to see. I like to see the story progress. You know, again, like zombies, there's, there's nothing there for me. So then we jump into uh, Nightmare on Elm Street for the Dream Master. And from what I remember, because I own all of the Freddy movies, except for the brand spanking new one that wasn't that good. Um, this one's interesting because... It's the it's most of the original cast from three. Wes Craven has nothing to do with this because, like I said, Wes Craven's like, we're gonna finish it, we're done. Well, 
the last one did well, so let's uh, make another one again. It makes me wonder. I always wonder things like this, and I guess you can probably see a pattern being on the podcast here, but I wonder because he directed and wrote the first one. Mm-hmm. The next one he wasn't a part of. Then the, then the third one, it says screen. what I'm reading says screenplay and story by Wes Craven. It doesn't yep. necessarily say... I mean, he didn't direct it for sure, but no. it doesn't necessarily Chuck, say. Chuck writer. Russell directed it. So he's out. Like, he wants to be out of this thing, and he's like, I'm done. Because he he's not a sequel guy. He wants he wants his name to be remembered for the one original and be done with it and jump on to the next thing. Okay, so that takes us to what, 88? Yeah, so that takes us to 88. And it has mostly original cast from the third one, and it's basically he's now found out how to weaken the people that were able to fight him before. And it's kind of cool. Now he's, like, deliberately killing off the people from the third movie. And that's the, the dream child? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that's, that's uh, dream master. Dream child. dream master. Dream child's next, okay. Yeah, dream child in 1989. This one is so stupid. So... If I'm not mistaken, Freddy was born through... I'm trying to say this without having to edit or cut myself out here. He was born via... His mother was a nun in a cycle ward, I think, something like that. And there was an outbreak. They all broke out, and she was raped by a thousand men and which birthed... Freddy Krueger, and that's what made him a child murderer, psychopath, and then was then burned alive, and then came back as, you know, Freddy Krueger. You made that up. That is not a makeup thing. You made that up. That can't be that the is, real story. That is a real story. Oh my God. Um, and then this movie is actually about his daughter, uh, being the person to bring him out of the dream world and into real life so they can kill him. And, okay, we're talking about the dream child now. Yeah, that's the dream okay. child. It's a garbage... Well, the daughter wants to get rid of him, too. Yeah, it's a garbage freaking movie, dude. I'm seeing a pattern here. Once they get to about the fourth or fifth, it's become, they become comedies. This one I don't remember. The Final Nightmare. Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. I don't remember this one at all, but at this point, it is literally just a parody on itself. He is just making fun of all little jokes and all weird little things, and I didn't enjoy it anymore. I really didn't. And so that's 1991, bringing us to the 90s. Yep. And uh, at this point, like you said, it's a, the comedy is a parody. Um, it's, I mean, so you're saying like you, would, you wouldn't spend time watching that one again if you had to? No, definitely not. Okay. Um, then it comes into Wes Craven's new nightmare. He's returned. He's back. He's back. Nineteen ninety four. And this one's pretty cool. This is him writing it. It's him directing it. Um, it's basically it takes the original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street actress from the very first movie and. It shows that the, this this is all them as actors. It's them in the real world as actors, and she keeps having random nightmares that Freddy Krueger is real. Robert England, who plays Freddy Krueger, is in this movie, being like, you know, I'm so sorry, you know, you're dealing with this. You know, it's not me or anything like that. It's just the dream world. It's so cool. It's it's kind of a weird little twist that they did, 
and you know then they made Freddy real like in the real world so you're basically saying to so what I'm, what I'm hearing you say the first one Wes Craven wrote and directed was you know to, of course the best in my opinion oh yeah and then you move on to your next favorite one is Dream Warrior just because you can fight back then yep. and again Wes Craven's involved in that one then you don't really care so much I mean you get the dream child like you said but now Wes Craven's back Wes Craven's back and I really enjoyed this but what's really sad is that it was budgeted for eight million, and worldwide it made nineteen. So it barely made double its money back. Whereas the original movie was budgeted for one point eight million and made twenty five. And that was in uh, nineteen eighty four. That was so nineteen eighty four. Yeah, the return is far greater. Yeah, was far greater. Um, so then you have. Let's jump into... We're going to jump and skip, because we kind of already talked about this, Freddy vs. Jason. And I love the idea of it, because I've always wanted to see, oh, what would uh, Michael Myers versus this be? What would Freddy versus this guy be? Like, I would love to see the monsters versus each other. Because that's... I mean, it's Monster Universe. It's like... Sure. You know, it's just like Dracula... Or, a, you know, Wolfman versus Frankenstein, or anything like that. Right, right. But... It just didn't work out. I did not enjoy that movie. Well, and that leads into... Listen, okay, so... Before I jump into this, Freddy Krueger is a child killer. Like, he kills children. That's what makes him a horrible person. Right. Then you have A Nightmare on Elm Street. This one is produced by none other than Michael Bay. So, remember what I said about I don't like Michael Bay movies. And that was the, let's see, was that the 2010? Uh, yeah, so that's the most recent one. Yeah, that was the 2010 one. Okay. And what's cool is it's played by Jackie Earl Haley. Do you know who Jack, Jackie Earl Haley is? I do not. He is uh, the cool kid in Bad News Bears. Oh, okay. He is uh, Rorschach in Watchmen. So, Jackie Earl Haley is pretty awesome. I, I like Jackie Earl Haley. Seeing him in this, it's fucking creepy. Like, I can see him playing Freddy. Like, it, he, they nailed the makeup. It looks really creepy. The problem is, they pitched Freddy as a, basically a rapist. Like, he's a child molester. But he was never, before he was never... No, he was just he was a child a killer. killer. Yeah. And what's weird is when you see these movies, as much as you always want to say, oh, we're cheering for the kids, a lot of times when you're seeing these movies, it's like, oh, how's Jason going to kill the next guy? Oh, Machete threw the porter potty to kill this guy. Awesome. That's a cool and unique way of killing somebody. It's, I know people have watched these movies and cheered for, oh, how's Freddy going to you know, use his imagination next to kill somebody in their dreams? It's really hard to cheer for a fucking person like a child rapist. Yeah, at that point, it's like, okay, well, this guy, yeah, he's done. Because if you're looking, if you're talking, go back to talking about slasher flicks in general, you know there's going to be lots of, you know, blades going through different body parts, you know, yeah. and you're like, oh, what's going to happen next? Cool. But yeah, you can't really do that with a rapist. No. A child rapist. Yeah, it makes it really hard. Um, so, the, the movie, I mean, I don't remember it doing that well. I think it it budgeted for 35, it made 115 million dollars, but 
I don't really think the reception was well received. Scrolling down now as we speak. Wow, there's a lot to do about this on Wikipedia. Dear Lord, there's a lot. Uh, yeah, it received a 15% overall from the critics. Uh, 3.7 out of 10 as your average score. The consensus of Rotten Tomatoes said the film was visually faithful, but lacking the depth and subversive twist that made the original so memorable. Sounds about right. Yeah, it was a flat movie. It, it, it just didn't... It tried to play into the tropes of jump scares more than anything. So you had like the like the high strings, and then a moment of like side complete silence. It was like there's moments because like these kids are like going days without sleeping, so they are randomly falling asleep while just being awake. They're walking, and then all of a sudden they fall asleep because their brain is telling it to shut off. Because I don't know if you're aware of this, but if you go three days without sleeping, your brain actually makes you rest for tw ten minutes at a time without you realizing it. So it's like yeah, so it's like a computer. It has to, it, it kind of reboots. Correct. So that's what was happening to them as they're walking around, and your brain is just rebooting. And the idea was he was trying to make you stay awake for so long that when you finally fall asleep, you cannot wake back up. That was his plan the entire movie. And that's that's again that's why this this I mean, Freddy Krueger is is by far the scariest to me. And I completely understand that. But you don't agree. No, I completely, I, I completely understand why you say that. Uh, but no, I still say the ominous, dark, looming figure is just scary to me in a real-world sense. Yeah, see, yeah. But to me, it's like, all right, well, I can run as far as I can run. <laughs> you know, I can run, I can do whatever. I can't kill him, but I can still always run. Freddy um, Krueger, man, you just you can't sleep. So let's talk about some honorable mentions, because there was technically slashers before... Halloween, because you had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which came out in 1974. Okay. And, and I loved the idea of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because I don't... It, it's a family of, like, cannibals and serial killers. It's not just um, Leatherface. But Leatherface was your big, scary, ominous figure, because the guy is ginormous, and he chases you with a chainsaw. Oh yeah, yeah. That I think that's yeah. So to me, super scary. That's part of what I thought made some of Rob Zombie's movies really good. You have a whole family involved. Yeah, but you know what's crazy is this movie came out in 1974. The budget for this movie was eighty thousand dollars. It made thirty point nine million. Again, uh, huge return. <laughs> yeah. You also had Child's Play. Chucky, 1988. Chucky, Chucky was kind of cool because that's one of those things where, oh no, the the soul of a serial killer has now invaded my child's doll. That was the yeah, that was the first, and maybe not the first ever, but first, probably the first doll killer movie. Yeah. Um, you also had. Are you familiar with Black Christmas? I have heard of Black Christmas. Okay, I've seen the remake. I haven't seen the original. The remake is. Okay pretty awful um, but the there was something about the original that I guess it was really well received but obviously it was such a dark creepy movie that you know, I think that came out in 19 
74 or 72. I'm not. A, I don't have it in front of me, but that's pretty. It's a, it's one of those times where it just didn't. A lot of horror movies weren't well received at that time. You also well, had. Magic. You also had. Here's pretty much what everyone kind of considers like the father of these movies. Psycho, Norman Bates. See that that the original is in black and white. Yes. So again, that's I, I have a problem with black and white. I know, and I know some of the back end of it, like they, they use what was it, chocolate syrup or something for the blood, or mm-hmm. because it's black and white. And, um, I mean, I get it. And I know, I know that's the beginning, right? It's important. I respect it. But what's, I just never seen it. What's crazy about the original is, that, and I understand it's black and white, so you're probably not ever going to go see it, but um, it's so damn good. I mean, there's something about a Hitchcock film that. It's just so damn good that your main actress dies halfway through the movie. And now it's the family trying to find out who murdered the main actress. And then you find out it's this lovingly innocent guy who this entire time is basically um, his portraying his mother. Don't tell me. I'm just kidding. Man. Yeah, I mean, if the movie's from 1960. If you haven't even heard of what happened in Psycho, then what's wrong with you? Is it there like a spoiler? Like it's like a three month deal, or I don't know, three weeks, or something. Like it, if you're really for yep. a new show, I don't know. We call it. I say two months. Two months. Okay. So we got. So we're we're in the clear. So. Yeah. Okay. Good. But basically, uh, the problem with slasher movies is it pretty much died out because. I mean, we already talked about it. How many Freddy movies? How many Jason movies? How many Michael movies? I mean, just they kept making them, and it just they they buried these movies into the ground until it no one cared anymore. Yeah, I guess the most recent for me, was, you know, not not remake, but uh, new franchise was Scream. Yep. So growing up, Scream um, was kind of my thing. I really liked the first. I mean. I haven't seen the newest one. The first three were like, I love them. Okay, so that's actually this is the re- this is why I wanted to talk about. This is Wes Craven back recreating the slasher movie for the nineties. It's almost like the anti-slasher slasher movie because they're explaining what a slasher movie is the whole time. Yeah, it's 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 a play on the genre itself, and what's awesome about it is. It's literally, we, we talked about a slasher movie is there is a dark thing that happened in their past that caused this to happen. The guy's just horny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the movie. That's funny. Um, Have you seen the newest one? No. Okay. I've watched, that, the, I've seen the first no- three. I've never seen uh, the TV series on MTV, and I have not seen the remake that they did, I think, in what, 2012, 2013? Yeah, I know they had, um, I mean, Courtney Cox, and I mean, they, got, they got a lot of the cast back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it like, on paper, it seems good. I just, for some reason, just never, like, maybe I'm just busy in life at that point. If it was 2013, my firstborn was born, so that's probably why I never even, you know, life changes at that point. But <laughs> you don't know anything about that. I know, not at all. Then you get sad all of a sudden, do it? <laughs> my, my child's a psychopath. Speaking of psychopaths... Uh... Speaking of psychopaths, um, also in the 90s, to follow all this up, you also had uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. And then you also had 
Yeah, let's not talk about the sequel where Jack Black plays a Rastafarian man. <laughs> I love Jack Black, by the way. I love Jack Black, but it was so weird. Oh, and then Urban Legend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those were... those. They're not that good, but it was trying to just feed off of the Scream popularity. Right. And um, I Know What You Did last summer had uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt in it. Yes, it did. And At, Freddie and? Prince Jr. <laughs> sure. But the Jennifer Love Hewitt is probably the only reason I watched it at that time. Oh, I get you. Well, yeah. it's it's weird because... Um, uh, let's do a little... Let's let's do a little uh, W. Almost every episode now, let's try and tie something into the WWE. We've already talked about Tyler Maine from WCW playing Michael Myers and the new uh, Rob Zombie movies. How about this? Freddie Prince Jr. used to be a writer for SmackDown. Are you serious? Yes. No. Yeah, real story. Was it the same one though? Is it the, it's, like the same it's, name? It's the Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. It's just weird. How did he get that gig? I don't remember. I just remember seeing him there one day, and then someone told me of this, so I researched it, and I'm like, holy crap, why? <laughs> sure enough, that's what it is. I, I, what I really want to do is go back and look at the data and see how popular... What was, what were the storylines going, you know, going on at that time? That kind of thing. Uh, I know he was big during the Edge era. That does hit close to home with you. Yes, it does. So... Let's finish this up by basically talking about over the last two, three years, you've had Bates Motel was a TV series on A&E, which is basically the prequel version of Psycho, what created Norman Bates, and it actually had his mother and everything like that. That was a pretty good show. I recommend that for some people. Um, you also had uh, MTV's Scream which, like I said, never saw it. I know it's canceled. I think it only lasted two seasons. Um, you have... I believe it's called The Cult of Chucky? No, no. That, I think that's on Netflix right now. I think you could pull that one up. Um, would you consider any of the Purge movies as slashers, or are, the, are those just weird... Uh, horror porn kind of movies. I feel like the horror porn, it's almost, in a way, post-apocalyptic, too. I mean... Kind of. To me, you know, this thing is happening that, um, you know, I mean, you know the, 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 re, the story for the Purge movies, but it just, I don't know, it just doesn't, to me, fit the slasher yeah. genre. Well, there you go. That's some of the new stuff. Uh, I mean, there was also... I don't know anything about these, but you had uh, Netflix, you had The Slasher, and on Fox, you had Scream Queens, um, re uh, I guess CW's Riverdale, they try and play a little bit into that, I'm not exactly sure, I have not watched that, to be fair, I know the original Archie comics, and when I see um, sexy, suave, smooth Archie, it kind of creeps me out a little bit, Um <laughs> And then, like I said, uh, the Halloween movie that's coming out on October 19th. So I'm excited to see that. I haven't been able to uh, go out in theaters. I know there's nobody really around here that wants to go see movies with me because Sam is not a movie theater person. She'd rather watch that at home. 
And uh, the only other person that I know that would want to go see it is my mom, but she's like, no, I'm going to wait till it comes out in theaters because I'm going to scream the entire time. Wait a minute, you got Liam. Yeah, Liam's two. Two. He's, it means he's ready, so that means he's not one anymore. He's growing up. Liam's going to go see two movies this year. I'll give you two on that one. Um, and it's going to be The Grinch and the uh, Into the Spider-Verse in December. Okay. So, those are his movies. And the reason I'm taking him to that, I, I, I'm going to say this before, I understand he's two. I understand this looks like a graphic novel kind of style movie, but right now, for some reason, Batman is my favorite movie, cartoon, animated show, anything like that to watch. Spider-Man is that for him right now. He is all in Spider-Man right now. So, I'm like, dude, this movie? I, I tried to explain to Sam, it's Spider-Man in a universe with this Spider-Man intruding into this universe and then all the other universes Spider-Man's. I'm like, dude, the kid's just going to sit here and go like, oh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah, right. I'm like, it's perfect. He's like, yeah, no, his head's not going to explode. It's like, what's <laughs> happening with the universes and the multiverse? And the... Nope, he's just going to say, Spider-Man. Yep, so I'm excited. So, Well, I guess, you know, that takes us to the point where we always come to at the end of the show where I ask my good friend, Clark, What's been grinding your gears? Very simple. The midterms. Midterm elections. Oh, God. I don't care who wins. I don't, I don't want to get political because I, I try not to. It's, it's not good. It's not good for family. It's not good for friends. It's not good for me. You can get mad about just ideas and that kind of thing. But I went to my mailbox yesterday. Oh, God. There were 15, literally 15 pretty much ads. And so we're in the South, so... Um, I'm in the South, and I'm not right in Atlanta, so most of the ads are, are basically pro pro Republican deal, which is fine, don't, don't whatever. But there's just so many of them. I just God, come on, like yeah. Most everyone's already going to vote for what they're going to vote for. Please. So anyway, that grinds my gears. Stop. Just leave me alone. I want to be like Kramer in Seinfeld and get my mail just canceled. Email me, call me, text me. That's how you can get in touch with me. I don't need mail. I pay my bills auto pay online. That's all I have. So, anyway, what's grinding your gears, sir? Um, mine's slightly political, and it has nothing to do with that kind of stuff. So, I'm sure you've heard about the recent stuff with Saudi Arabia. Yes. So, in November, WWE is supposed to go there for a pay per view, and. They have now been pleaded by different senators and politicians to basically be like, please do not go over there. Like, it's really, this is a really rough situation for everybody right now. And, you know, he's, they're being accused of killing an American journalist in the country of Turkey at their consulate. But it's one of those weird things where, I mean, Cain is a mayor of Knoxville County, and he's going to be going over there. Like, that's just a weird situation for the company. Yeah. So I think at this point, the only right situation to do is either just cancel it or just move it somewhere else. And so do you think they will? I don't know. It's Vince McMahon is one of the most bullheaded people there is. It's, it's yeah. really hard. I mean, he's bringing the XFL back, for Christ's sakes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, okay. I know you're grinding. Yours is your time, but 
Maybe we should do a full episode on why that's the dumbest thing that he did originally, and now he's doing it again for 20 No, it but, wasn't dumb at the time. It was brilliant at the time. The problem was he didn't. He just built it really fast and just assumed it was going to be great. He didn't waste. He wasted zero time just making it happen. Yeah, well, I think it was dumb then. I think. The, I mean, you see the what was that? The, the most popular or the whatever the people remember that 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 guy that had the jersey is like he hate me. No, that was cool. Like about, I like the idea. Of, I like the idea of you being able to make your own nicknames and everything like that. I mean, it was, it, I guess in a way he was ahead of his time. It's almost like having your you know like your your like Twitter name or your um, your online you know your Discord name or whatever. Well, I guess that pretty much wraps it up for us today. So I guess I can tell you, the listeners, you can find all of our episodes on This Is Getting Old. Oh, I do this every fucking time now. Uh, gettingoldpod.com. You can also send us an email at gettingoldpod at gmail.com. Um, I recommend for people to subscribe to us. That way we can try and get some uh, ads in here, get some better equipment for us. So we don't sound like we're echoing or anything like that. I mean, I'm in a big room, so it would be really nice to maybe put a direct line from a microphone into the computer. That would be really awesome. But I can't do that without some extra money. And we can't do that without some ads. And we can't get that without our listeners helping us out a little bit by subscribing on the website. Yeah, and subscribing doesn't cost anything. We're not asking you to spend anything but your time to put in your email address. Yep. And so what we do is literally we can say, hey, we have X amount of subscribers, you know, and then they, we can have a naming segment or um, a spot on the website for an advertisement, and literally we're going to pump whatever we get back into the podcast so it's better for you. This is getting old.